0: You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hey loves, it's Dana Shea and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. I am so happy to be here with you all today. I am fresh off of a world class trip all the way across the world to tanzania, east Africa and if you this is maybe your first time listening to the podcast, maybe you didn't know that I was away for so long, or if you are a current listener or a, a regular listener, I should say um you should know that because I think I gave you guys a little teaser a couple episodes ago, letting you know that I was going to be out of the country. Well, of course, I have to update you on all the wonderful things that happened on that trip, and maybe I'll do a bonus episode just to kind of give you guys, those of you who want to know all about the trip, I'll be able to share with you some some really great details. So don't hold me to that because obviously being away for so long, I have lots and lots to get caught up on, but I would love to do a bonus episode let me actually get started on that. So, what I will say today, though, on this episode is it's just been such a treat um, to be back home. We had an extraordinary time. It was really a great time. Uh, there were so many things that God did in and through our team. Just some things I just don't even have words for yet. I'm still processing, I'm still thinking on what I experienced and what I was able to be a part of as I led this team. It was incredible, you all. It was it was incredible. One of the things, though, that I think I was so struck with was these people's hunger and thirst for God. And listen, I understand that everyone who listens to this podcast, you might not be a Christian, but y'all know I am, right? <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to show up here, then this is what it's going to be. But the hunger and the thirst that they had... For not church, not a church service, not even an American coming to speak to them. But the hunger and thirst that they had to encounter the presence of God literally changed my life. And I know that we use that phrase a lot, like, oh my gosh, that changed my life. That was so life-changing. But I want to tell you guys that it really was life-changing. There were so many things that happened even leading up to this trip. I got really sick. I didn't know if I was going to be able to go. The day before we left, I think I had the flu. My son Colin had the flu, and I was taking care of him. And he was actually still out of school when I left to go to Tanzania, but he was kind of on the mend. And I started just feeling horrible, like all the symptoms that you can think of I had. And I was like, you know what? We've come too far. I am not going to stay home. We are going, and I'm so glad that I did. It took me a while to kind of get back on my feet 100%, but once I was on my feet, God did an extraordinary, extraordinary work. So I'm not going to keep talking about it because I do want to take the time to really talk about what happened on the trip. So if you're interested in that, look out for the bonus episode that I'm going to release here over the next couple of days. I've never done a bonus episode, so that'd be fun. So what we are here for today, you guys, is to talk about our conclusion to the Love Is series. I know, aren't you sad? I'm so sad. I'm like, oh my gosh, this series has been so amazing. I have promoted the Love Is workbook or journal, whatever you want to call it. And if you don't have your copy, please go to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash love is and get your copy today. This is the last time that we'll talk about the workbook. And it's just been such a great experience for me hopefully for you, those of you who have been going through the workbook as we've been releasing these episodes week by week. And my prayer, my hope is that now we have a really good, solid grasp on what love actually is. Because y'all know we be saying some stuff. I mean, we be saying love is a whole lot of stuff that is not. And so I really wanted us to talk straight from the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13. It's kind of been known as the love chapter about what love really is. So maybe there's some things that you can share with those in your circle about what you learned, about how you learned, that love, for example, doesn't keep a record of wrongs, or love is not easily provoked, or love is not easily irritable, or love never fails, which is what we're talking about today. Love never fails. Think about that statement. Love never fails. So if you have been in a relationship with someone who has failed you, or maybe you have failed someone, then the question is, was it love that failed? Or was it you or that person that may have fallen in your expression of love? You see, I believe that when we look at what the Bible teaches about love, the Bible says God is love and even for those who are not Christians even for those who do not consider themselves to be believers that scripture is pretty common god is love that means that at the core of who god is that yes god is good and yes god is powerful and yes god is holy and yes god is amazing but at the core of who he is he is love he is the very essence of love and so to know god is to know love. And to not know God is to not know love. As a matter of fact, it says in 1 John chapter 4, let me read that to you because it's so good. But 1 John chapter 4, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just simply reading to you what the scripture says. It says, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. So if you're a person and your love is very fickle, Your love is conditional. You choose who you're going to love, when you're going to love, how you're going to love, how much you're going to love. Well, this scripture says, my friend, that you don't know God. God's love isn't fickle. His love isn't inconsistent. His love doesn't have conditions. As a matter of fact, it can be intimidating sometimes when we think about God's love because we can't love like him. We're not God. We're not perfect. But you know what we can do? We can choose to love in ways that are like him. We can choose to love people who don't always love us in return. We could choose to love people who will never be able to give us anything in return. Why did I go to Tanzania? Was it because I wanted these people to give me something that I needed? whether it be finances or affirmations or accolades. No, I didn't want or expect anything from them. I simply went because I believed that God called me to go and because I wanted to just give them everything I had, anything that I had. That is what it means to love. Think about a good parent who loves their baby. That baby can't do anything for you. As a matter of fact, that baby is going to keep you up at night. It's going to cry and scream when you need to go to work in the morning. It's going to refuse milk when you know that that is what the baby wants. I mean, the baby can't give you anything. The baby is not loving you, but because you love that child unconditionally, you will keep showing up Night after night after night, you will keep trying to soothe that child. You will keep trying to provide for that child's needs because you love him or her. I wonder what the world would look like if we all showed up like that in our relationships, where we weren't loving people to get something from them, but we were just simply showing up to love them because we understood that love never fails. Hey friends, Dana Shea here breaking into the episode real quick just to let you know about an incredible resource. I have created an interactive workbook just for you or you and your boo, to download and go through every single week with us on the podcast. So every week we are going to tackle a specific theme. What does it mean for love not to be jealous or to not hold records of wrongs? Friends, this workbook is going to help you to grow deeper in your relationships. It's going to help you to put into action how to love. This workbook consists of scripture, affirmations, meditations, and practical how-tos. So be sure to download your copy today at realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. Again, that's realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. All right, back to our show. You see, our love shouldn't wax and wane. Our love should be consistent We shouldn't love people based on their performance. I will love you until dot dot dot. Like none none of us ever gets married and says that in our marriage vows, right? None of us gets married and says, I will love you until you get on my nerves for the thirteenth time. I will love you until you gain too much weight or lose too much weight. I will love you until you stop being my favorite person to talk to. None of us says that, but in our minds, we're sure thinking it. This is why people get married with an out already in mind. And that is not love. Love doesn't depend on the performance of the one to whom it's given. Let me say that again love does not depend on the performance of the one to whom it's given. Meaning, if you're gonna love somebody, Love them regardless of what they can do for you. It isn't about how well they perform, how they float your boat, how they meet your needs, how they love you in return. If those qualifiers are present, my friend, your love is conditional and it will not last. We have to become a people who truly learn how to love people regardless of who they are, what they're doing, what they're not doing how they're meeting our needs or not. It's easy for us to love people who are good to us. It's easy for us to love people who are kind to us, who show up for us, who are encouraging us, who support us, right? Who have our best interests at heart. It's easy to love folks like that. But what about the people who don't show up for you? What about the people who don't encourage you? What about the people who don't even receive the love that you're trying to give to them or who are ungrateful? That stuff hurts, you guys. And I'm not brushing it aside and saying, well, just get over it and just love him anyway. No, like it hurts. And we have to take a minute sometimes to be like, whoa, that's not what I expected here. But then what are you going to do? Are you going to let your love be conditional because their love is conditional? Are you going to let your love be inconsistent because their love is inconsistent? Or are you going to show up and say, you know what? I'm going to choose to love you regardless of your performance. You see, I believe that we can't truly love without having the experience of God's love, not just the understanding of it. Because a lot of us know in our minds that God is love, and he's loving, and he's kind, and he's all of that, but so many of us have not experienced the love of God. We've not experienced it for ourselves, and so because we haven't experienced it, we can't give it. We still see God as this scary God who, as long as we're doing good, we're in his good graces, but the moment that we mess up, he wants to kind of kick us to the curb And that's why y'all people don't show up in church. That's why people don't read their Bible. That's why people don't pray because they're afraid of God. But the Bible says that there is no fear in love because perfect love drives out all fear. Think about like a two-year-old that knows that his parents love him regardless of what he does. So he can hit, he can bite, he can have a tantrum, he can do whatever he's going to do. But at the end of the day, when he's afraid, he runs into his mommy and daddy's room because he knows that's the place of his protection. That's how God wants us to see him. Not as some scary God who's judging us for all the things that we're doing. Because if you have that viewpoint of God, then you're never going to draw near to him. You're always going to stay away. I preached about this when I was in Tanzania. And I'm not going to get into it now because, hello, bonus episode. (laughs) But I will tell you this. If you've not experienced God's love, you're not going to be able to give God's love to people. And you're not going to be able to receive love love from other people. You will always be a little bit suspicious when people love you deeply. You'll always think, what do they want? They have something in mind. What's the catch? But people who are loved well, love well. And people who are loved well know how to be loved well. And so if you are someone who you've been in relationships that have been unhealthy, that have been toxic, that have been inconsistent, maybe you've been betrayed, you've had your heart broken, my prayer for you, my friend, is that you would experience the healing power of God's love so that you can not only be a person of love, but so that you can also receive real love when it comes your way. You see, I believe that when God is the source of your love, and again, I'm not talking about just having an understanding of his love, but I'm talking about when he's truly the source of your love, then you have that, when you have that experiential knowledge and depth of his love, it will fuel you to love other people. That's the kind of love that doesn't fail. This is how you can still love people when they abuse you, misuse you, or even try to hurt you. Now, there is a difference between loving somebody and being in proximity with that person. I've talked about this on other episodes. A lot of times I'll say there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. You can forgive someone and not be reconciled to them in a physical relationship, The same is true with love. You can love someone and not be in close proximity to that person. Maybe that person is not a safe person. Maybe that person um, is not someone that can be trusted. And so therefore, you cannot be in proximity to them, but you can still keep your love on toward them. Danny Silk wrote a book several years ago called Keep Your Love On, and he likens love to like a faucet. And he says that it is up to us whether we're going to turn the faucet on, keeping our love on, or whether we're going to turn the faucet off, turning our love off. And that simple little analogy, you all, was such an eye-opener for me because I realized that in my relationships, I would turn the faucet on and off depending on how the other person was acting. So if you were treating me good, oh man, we're going to have a full faucet here, full water pressure. I was going to turn my love on. I was going to go through all the hoops and the bells and the whistles. But the moment that that person started to treat me anything less than what I felt like I should be treated, off went the spigot and I turned my love off. And I got to a point going through that study with a group of married couples, Sean and I leading these groups of married couples. I realized I don't want my love to be like that. That's easy love. That's cheap love. I wanted my love to remain on, even when people were inconsistent with me. And y'all, I am challenged in this every single day, just like you are. And sometimes I fail the test, and sometimes I pass. My goal isn't perfection. My goal is to choose to show up for people, regardless if they're showing up for me or not. My goal is to have a love that does not fail, a love that stands the test of time, a love that when people, when I'm done loving these people, that they can look back and say, you know what, I didn't always treat Dana the way that she deserved to be treated, but she loved me, didn't she? The Bible says that God is kind to the ungrateful. I've said that many times on this show, and it's true. And when we have that understanding of who God is and how he shows up for us, even though we don't always show up for him, it humbles you. I know it humbles me because I can't give God a list of all of my accolades and all the wonderful things that I've always done. No, no, no. It's quite the opposite, actually, where I have a list of my flaws and my faults and I'm like, God, why do you still love me? Why do you still bless me? Why do you still give me these incredible opportunities? Why do you give me influence? Why do you, why do you trust me? And he's like, because I love you. It's not because you're the greatest. It's not because you're the smartest. It's not because I didn't, I couldn't choose anybody else. There's nobody else available. I just love you. It's just as simple as that, you guys. And some of you have never experienced God's love. You show up on this podcast, you listen to all these other podcasts, you're trying to figure out how to make your relationships work, and it's not working because you haven't experienced God's love. Can I encourage you to start there? If you don't have a relationship with God, would today be the day that you open your heart to him and you say, God, there's a lot of junk in my heart, there's a lot of bad teaching, maybe philosophies that I've believed that have gone against what I believe now about who you are. Don't worry about all that. God will clean all that stuff up. The only thing that he needs from you is a willing heart to invite him in and to surrender your life to him. And when you do that, he will show you things that you never could have imagined. Your relationships that have been struggling, some of y'all going around the same old mulberry tree for 10 years, you will not have that struggle any longer once you get a taste of God's love for you, once you allow him to love your spouse, your partner through you. You see, that's what I realized that for me, when it was Very difficult for me to love Sean. It was because I was trying to love him the Dana way. Well, the Dana way doesn't work, okay? I had to learn how to love him the God way. I had to learn how to go first, how to initiate some things, how to say I'm sorry, even though I needed an apology. I had to learn how to lay my life down and lay my desires down and stop keeping score. And stop thinking about all of my needs that were not being met. I had to learn how to love the God way. And I will tell you something that when I learned how to love the God way, and I'm still working on it, y'all. I am not an expert here. I am not on a high horse. But when I learned the difference, it made all the difference. People always ask us, what changed in your relationship? What was the thing that took you guys from this horrible, adulterous relationship to where you are today? And Sean and I have both like tried to think of like a real quick response and answer. Something that sounds like profound. (laughs) But the truth is, y'all, we just decided to do things God's way. That's it. We just decided to stop trying to do things our own way. Because our way wasn't working. And maybe you're looking at the shards of your relationship. And you're starting to have an understanding, a revelation that your way isn't working. Listen, friend, there's no shame in that. Don't feel bad or guilty about that. Praise God, you've seen the light. Now, the question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep on trying to love in your own conditional, inconsistent way? Tit for tat. Or Are you going to choose this love that never fails? This love that doesn't end? This love that isn't based on conditions or performance? That's the love that never fails. That's the love that we're after. In every episode that you're going to hear on the Real Relationship Talk podcast is going to be talking about that kind of love. Am I not going to talk about things that you need to do and tips and tricks that you need in your relationship? Absolutely, because we all need that. But the tips and the tricks and the tools only work if you have first surrendered to unconditional love that never fails. That's the only way it works, you all. You can keep on trying to do this in your own strength, You can keep on putting the Band-Aid on. You can keep on going from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, thinking that's the next person that's going to be the magic pill. But at some point, you're going to have to come face to face with, am I going to receive this love that God has for me? Am I going to first receive it for myself? And then am I going to give it to those people that God has placed in my life? When you do that, everything's going to change for you. Maybe you have an incredible relationship, an incredible marriage. Keep it up. Don't let your love wax and wane. Don't let it fail. Y'all, we're going to go through seasons in our lives and seasons in relationships. Relationships have seasons. You're not always going to be up. There are hills and there are valleys. But when you go through the valley, you have to keep your love on. As hard as it is. I'm still tempted to turn my love off because it's a protection. It's a, it's a self-preservation mechanism. That's what it is. So when we turn our love off, we feel like we're protecting ourselves from getting hurt. But the truth of the matter is we're actually just closing ourselves off. It doesn't protect us at all because we still get hurt. And then we become bitter. And then that bitterness leads to resentment and resentment left undetected and unhealed turns into hatred which is absolutely the opposite of what we're going for here so my encouragement to you all today is to experience the love of God one of my favorite scriptures is out of Romans 8:38 and 39 and I just want to read it to you because it's just so beautiful And I think that this is probably the best way that I can end this episode today. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Being a Christian isn't about belonging to a specific church or a denomination or wearing dresses or homeschooling your children. That's not what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian is about experiencing and surrendering to the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, that he gave his very life for you, that he died a cruel, cruel death so that you wouldn't have to. And it's just simply saying, I received that love. Now I want to give that love. I want to be conformed into your image. I want to spend the rest of my life learning how to be like you, God. That's what being a Christian is. And I'm sorry for the many Christians who have messed it up and who have treated people way less than what God would ever treat someone as, who have given the word Christian a bad reputation and a bad name. But I want to tell you something. Don't judge God by his children, okay? Because some of them are illegitimate anyway. But even the legitimate ones who get it wrong, don't judge God by them. That's not who he is. When you experience his love, you'll know, and you'll be forever changed. And so will your relationships. So thank you guys so much for engaging in this Love Is series. I think this is one that I'm going to come back to and re-listen to. I listen to my own podcast. Yes, I do. I actually put them on my Instagram stories. I'm driving down the street and it'll be like Real Relationship Talk, episode 111 or whatever episode I'm on. And I'm encouraged by them, y'all. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, where did that little bit of wisdom come from? So It is such a pleasure for me to host this show. I love the fact that when I was away, so many people messaged me and they were like, Dana, I'm listening to your show. One lady said, I've been binge listening to the show. Somebody else said, I'm five episodes in. I can't stop listening. All that stuff just fills my cup, you guys. I'm a Words of Affirmation girl, so keep them coming. I love it. But more importantly, it lets me know that you guys are getting what you need from the show. And so for that, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for listening today. The show notes for this episode and all other episodes are found at com forward slash whatever that episode is. Well, you guys, it has been my absolute honor being with you today. My prayer for you today is that you go love and that your love never fails. And remember, my friends, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care, my friends. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.